spooky? Do you think I'm spooky? I told my mom I thought I saw a werewolf. And my mom believed me. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay! Serious crap! You think these people were eaten? My dog stepped on a bee. Unidentified flying objects. I think that fits the description pretty well. Haunted human remains. He's dead, but he has the power to move and kill. She was bludgeoned to death with an axe. <laughs> A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. When I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then I'll move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. And this is the Spookies Podcast. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Michael. And I'm your hostess with the mostest, Stephanie. And welcome to the Spookies Podcast. And this is not the Texarkana Moonlight Murders or Phantom Killer episode. I mean, I think they know from the title. No, we're talking about some major news today. So <laughs> much more interesting than Trump getting indicted, although that is pretty funny. I know, I feel like I need to go and get some uh, Prosecco or something for that. This was a bigger story, what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we're also going to answer some questions, too, because we got some funny questions. But, well, okay, Stephanie, what's going on with you? Well, the chronic illness strikes again. I mean, what what else is new on, on that front? It's called chronic illness. Basically, I'm tinkering with my meds again, and it's interfering. Titrating. I am titrating down one of my medications. It's an SSRI. If you've ever had to do this, you'll know how fucking shitty it is. Uh, and uh, I did it too fast. I, I did it, what is November or... You had a doctor who did it so slow, and you were on such a low dose. It was really weird. I couldn't tell any different. I yeah. mean, I feel much better now. No, no, I'm just... I'm, I'm off the poison. I, <laughs> My doctor, it's kind of comp, uh, complicated because I... Uh, what is it? My thyroid hormones affect SSRIs. It's really weird. They're intertwined together. So I was in the process of getting like blood draws and then figuring out that um, this extra increase in Lexapro yet again, and I've we, I did it a long time ago and it never worked. I think I've done it two other times and it's never worked. And then it's, but it's been so long, we couldn't remember why it didn't work. And before that, before we increased that, one of my thyroid medications was acting like a booster, if you will, to the Lexapro, but I wasn't getting the same side effects, if that makes sense. So we decided to increase the Lexapro. However, I was starting to get a lot of side effects and it was affecting me in numerous ways. And, and I would say the worst part was just the apathy and then the apathy depression and if you guys suffer with depression, you know how bad the apathetic part of depression can get because it can make bad things feel really normal and then it, you just have no motivation to do anything. So anyway... Well, I, that's a problem. Right, right. So um, amongst all the other crappy side effects I was, I was feeling, I'm like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm not able to um, pursue endeavors that I had already set out for myself and ha literally are just sitting on my desk waiting for me to start getting moving on it. So anyway... Well, I, I, yeah, I moved my medication down just a little too fast. I was titrating it down a little too fast. I tried to do it within a week. Because <laughs> I was like, it's only 10 mil milligrams. I'll just go down five and then go down back to the so, 20. I did it too fast. That's all. Yeah. But it made me sick. The other thing is <laughs> is that I have a, a tooth that had a root canal done on it twice. And uh, both root canals have failed. 
and the tooth is infected and have been feeling sick from that. Well, um, it's it's been infected for a long time. Yeah, but it's getting worse. Yeah. And today, I thought for a while maybe I've had a fever, and we're kind of monitoring that because I don't want to get sepsis. I'm not. I don't think I have sepsis, but it Michael could, tends to panic when he doesn't feel well. Yeah, and you know because I'm a coward, but uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> no. I just wasn't feeling good. I it came on suddenly. I got yeah. really hot really quickly and felt bad. But the other reason that we're not doing the phantom killer yet we are doing that episode in april it's, it's coming out because mm-hmm. it's it's basically done part of it was recorded part of it was recorded the beginning of it was recorded <laughs> and then the more research i done because i worked i've been working on it really hard for two weeks um it felt disrespectful to the victims the cold opening he wrote and yeah because it's reported. it's we were not well it involves basically turning the phantom killer if you know anything about the case into this sort of supernatural entity and it, it's fake it's not real because we do sometimes we do these cold opens where they're like scary stories and there's a lot of mythology and lore around this case it's one of the reasons i picked it because it's the origins of the slasher killer mm-hmm. from horror movies it's an urban legend we i love anything to do with that kind of stuff but the more I dug into the case and to the victims, I realized that was wrong. And then I felt inspired and I wrote a new cold open within like <laughs> 40 minutes. It's full of in-jokes. It's very meta. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie didn't like it, but I pitched it. But I'm like, no, this, is, this fits more. And it takes away the problematic aspects. We're going to post the original probably to our patreon you can hear it yeah we're gonna post that i've got a couple of other episodes that need to go up and i think i'll try to get them up today that they're in so like we have like the stuff that's not hanging around on our regular podcast michael took them down a couple of those are going to start entering into the to the patreon we uh poke fun at a person another person who has (laughs) been crappy to us in the cold (laughs) open uh, crappy to you in particular i haven't had any a guy issues. by the name of troy foreman and i both don't talk ver- to him that's in why. both versions <laughs> the new version though is i think funnier and it fits the case more it, it's it's really deranged because i'm deranged but it's you'll i think you guys will like it are you sure you want to give that away so soon that it's deranged well no there- that that you're poking fun at a person that you actually know well he doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> will anyone else care a lot of writers name <laughs> uh people in their stories after people they know that's a common trope but is it always their enemies yeah <laughs> michael crichton your your boy michael crichton i love michael crichton he named a guy who mildly criticized him after a pedophile oh my god <laughs> yeah well michael crichton i think also this is a good segue uh was one of the inspirations behind one of my favorite tv shows and we have some breaking news the X-Files is getting a reboot. This is not some bullshit rumor from Grace Randolph or that incel clickbait guy, Denim Nerds, who I can't stand. <laughs> it comes from the man himself. During an interview, X-Files creator Chris Carter said, and I quote, I just spoke to a young man, Ryan Coogler, who is going to remount the X-Files with a diverse cast. Remount's a weird... That's a strange word. Yeah. Mounting. Yeah, you know, like 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 they're getting on a horse. They're getting on a horse, or it's some kind of like uh, gymnastic exercise, or or something in the bedroom. Carter continues. <laughs> He's got his work cut out for him because we covered so much territory. End quote. Now, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Coogler is a young black filmmaker. He is the director of Fruitful Station, 
Creed, and both Black Panther movies. And I don't like Black Panther. It's boring. It looks like a PS2 game. Uh, haven't seen the second one yet, the Wakanda Forever movie. Uh, but I will watch it. But his first two movies are great. Yeah. They're fantastic. And I, do, I love... He's a talented guy. Look, I think he's constrained by Disney Marvel when it comes to the Black Panther. I don't think that we're releasing a full Coogler movie um, in that regard. I think he tried, but there's a, there's a number of things that went with the second movie. Well, well, yeah. Apparently the fans <laughs> didn't like the second movie. I, yeah. Uh, either. Um, it's unclear whether Mulder or Scully are going to be recast or this is going to be a continuation of the original series with new characters. So my question to you, Stephanie, is what do you think? Should the X-Files be rebooted? I don't see why not we reboot everything. I mean, if you think about like Star Trek, they've had so many different iterations. I mean, I grew up with... Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation and she I She hates the original. I didn't like it. I just I tried to watch it. I think it's cool for what it was doing in the sixties, but it's so sixties. And it's just real I'm like, ugh. I, I, I'm not a big I thought it was cringy. I'm not a big fan of it. I do like some of the old movies they did. The movies are better. Same. Same. No, the old the, well Captain Kirk. And I think I watched some of those too and they were okay. It was it was really The first movie the, show. the first movie is beautiful. They had one of the best cinematographers in mm-hmm. Hollywood. But it's very heady. It's kind of like the Foundation books. It's very heady sci-fi. Oh, oh and it's okay. Slow yeah. and lethargic and, and <laughs> ponderous. And people thought it was boring, but I think it's 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 good. I think it's good. And then you got one where they go back home and they go to Earth and they're it's funny, you know, and yeah. they're walking around San Francisco in these outfits and they're like, "What are you?" You know, like that. It, that's funny. It's the voyage home. Um, my take is the X Files is long overdue for a reboot. Uh, I will always love the original show, and I love uh, Duchovny and Anderson in those roles. I'm one of those people who thinks the original show doesn't really work without David Duchovny. So if you're going to say I'm a fake fan and I don't like Mulder and Scully, you're wrong. I do. It doesn't. But I want a reboot so we can watch the X-File fandom (laughs) in its current incarnation burn to the ground. Yeah, they've really been making it unpleasant for those of us who are fans of the X-Files because I don't want anything to do with it right now. I really don't. I just, I'm just like, over it. I want the legacy of the show to not be bad fan fiction written by these toxic women who have no idea what storytelling is. And that's not a misogynistic comment, but most of these people are women. It's Uh, not, it's not even like, okay, I know that there are people who write fan fiction. I have an author friend who's actually been on the show who has written fan fiction for um, different genres and Deirdre Gould She's a wonderful author. So, yeah, I think it can, you know, fan fiction can be great when you're honing your skills as I've an author. I've written fan fiction. Yeah, Michael's written fan fiction. The, so the openings to some of our episodes are like fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I, have an ish- I have issues around fan fiction. I have issues when it's someone else's story and you don't have their say-so and you're trying to co-opt that story as your, as your own canon and it should be everyone's canon, which is what the... X the new X Files fandom tries to do with their weird ass, creepy. Oh, they just write about sex. It's it is so disgusting. You know what's funny? Yeah, I have tried over and over again to write a new pilot for the X Files, and every time I, I hit a wall every time. And this is where I hit the wall. If you wa- if you've seen the show, you know the pilot. You know what it is. It's when she goes into the basement and she first meets Mulder. Jillian? Yeah. Scully. Scully. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can never write a scene better than that. That is that scene is so perfect. It is such a great way to introduce Mulder as a character. Mm-hmm. I could never think of anything better. And I'm just like, I don't want to just write the same thing, you know, copy yeah. paste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never do that. I hope it's different. I mean, I can think of it. You could either do like reboot an actual Mulder and Scully. You could do that. Um, or you can have them be two two new characters taking over the X-Files. Or three or four or, or five. Three, yeah, yeah. And But if we're going to go with male-female, then my fan cast is... Um, well, I was going to ask you about oh, that. Oh, you were? Okay. Well, well, go ahead and tell them. Uh, okay. So Andre Holland, um, he is an African-American actor who is... I first saw him in The Nick. And he's so beautiful and he has these just luminous eyes and I think he's an, an amazing actor. He's been in a ton of shit. Um, and then the other person this was actually michael's choice but i agree is julie garner would place would place i think she's perfect for scully she <laughs> is, she's such a spitfire she I think is she's great jillian anderson 1997 good yeah that kind of good yeah that kind of good and she's also smoking hot yeah uh, <laughs> they're both hot people what's funny is she she plays like a kid in ozark but she's like 28 she's yeah. older than jillian was when jillian was cast right it right. probably won't be either one of these no people. no i doubt it no no. but these are just who we would pick yeah and we have superior opinions <laughs> so you have all these women who became fans in 2013 2014 when the show was streaming on netflix yeah it had like this second revival thing where and i don't mean the actual revival seasons but the show kind of came back into the consciousness when it hit netflix because, you know... Well, and it was kind of fun, because then you got to talk to new people who were enjoying it for the first time, before they went into the shipper realm. And these are the same people who bullied Kamil Nanjami so badly, he quit doing his podcast about the X-Files. And he was very passionate about the show. He's like me. He loves the show. How many it, episodes did he do? He did, I think, 60 episodes. And he quit during the middle of season four, because he said it became work. Yeah, and also, they didn't like what he was talking about. They wanted him to talk just about shipping, and he it was would, like a it was like a repeat of the shit he had looked up from the those weird files from the old old internet, the message the late groups, 90s, the message. No, he would and- print those off and read them and laugh, and I think <laughs> they got offended by that. And he made this quote. He said, "X file fans are soft people." And they don't understand. He Now, this is what he said later. He's like, you know, he's like, X-Files fans, they're soft people. They don't understand horror. You know, the way he talks. And he's like, they just don't get it. They don't get it. I and, love Kamel. I love him. <laughs> what color is Kamel? Hmm, I wonder if that played a role in the, all these white women attacking him. Yeah, because he's he's from Pakistan. Yes. Originally, yes. I'm sure that played no role whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fully aware that people want different things from the show. That's true of all art, wouldn't you say? You get different things out of it. Like you yeah, get, yeah, what yeah. you get out of Dune maybe not the same thing I'm getting out of Dune. Right, right. Or, you know, X-Files or whatever. That doesn't change the fact that the hardcore shippers have no concept of horror suspense or storytelling no they have a very shallow and infantile understanding of the show and i don't care if this makes you sound like a misogynist or an asshole as long as it's the truth i will always love the series and it along with unsolved mysteries helped inspire this podcast but i want nothing to do with the x-file fandom uh those women have bullied the hell out of me yeah they've been nothing but bitches from the very beginning now i know a couple people in the (laughs) fandom who are women like Valerie, she's nice. And she's a shipper, but she's a. Re- she's not a bitch. She's a, no. <laughs> it's fine. We'll, we'll put that on a t-shirt. She's not a bitch. She's not a bitch. <laughs> Valerie, you heard it here first. <laughs> she might listen to this episode. So I hope she you. doesn't. Valerie's been nothing but nice to me. He's like, I yeah. have no issues with her. 
I don't have an issue with the shipping but, in general. It's it's the way they do it that I find so gross. Well, yeah, that's the thing is I don't even have a problem with them being together. Uh, I just, the people, the way they obsess over it creeps me out. I'm honestly creeped out by I it. am too. Most of the people who like the X-Files are creeped out by these women. The X-Files fans we see on like Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not on Tumblr, but they used to be on Tumblr. Makes sense. And TikTok. Or, you know where all the pedos were. TikTok. They are insufferable degenerates, especially the women. And, and they love pedo porn. I ask you this. It's fucking what gross. What is it about this show that attracts such ridiculous people? Cause it's Psycho a, cat ladies? I don't know. It's a smart show. Uh, any ideas? This has <laughs> been the mystery all along. This is this is the know. X-File. I this is know. the X-File. I don't know. I really don't know i don't I want know. you to explain to me the scientific nature of the shipper <laughs> i cannot i think they're fucking deranged and they have they're mentally ill and they need to be on meds. well you knew That's one all. of them she was like your friend i knew a few of them and they were in, in when the revival seasons came out they went nuts all right they they really lost their shit and i was like uh uh-uh. no we're not doing this and they got really bullying and shitty and, and i was just like i'm out bye <laughs> it's the same crowd that watches bones and castle and lucifer and outlander <laughs> terrible show and also supernatural and ships uh two men who are brothers on the on show, the show. Yeah, yeah it's fucking gross and my my good friend who lives in scotland who who kept asking me she's like oh have you watched supernatural yet and i'm like not yet and then i started watching it she was so excited for me and uh i did ask her to come onto this podcast but she's She's too shy. There's a couple people like that. Yeah, yeah. She, oh, and she would be so great because her voice is just beautiful. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh, she was saying she's been to a few of the cons and actually got to take pictures with um, mm-hmm. the stars, Jared Padalecki and um, Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles, that's right. And she was like, oh, my God, they're so nice. And she said, Jensen smelled amazing. I guess he was wearing some like a great like Tom Ford clone. And they were just really sweet to their fans. But she said the fans were absolute nut jobs at the <laughs> you know at the place that she went and she's from scotland she flew into the united states i think it was in like louisiana I, or something. I wonder if one of the reasons we're hearing about this now about a reboot is because this is the 30th anniversary oh okay they're doing a big convention in this year and everybody's going to be there except for jillian i think have you ever noticed that um jillian and david look like they're just being held hostage they're like david can kind of have more of a fun time but jillian fucking hates it there she doesn't want to be around those jillian people. hates people she doesn't like those <laughs> bitches that's the funniest fucking part she doesn't like any of those fucking creepy bitches even though they love her and they're always talking about how they want her to walk on them and their lesbian fantasies well, and shit and they, it's like this is like the listener email we get about you so well yeah but exactly we don't want anything to do with that it's gross okay and i'm not saying i'm, I'm a i'm a fucking celebrity of the caliber i, 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 <laughs> want, I, want, I want the lady dimitres to walk on me <laughs> stomp on me ew um <laughs> it's 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 this obsession this lack of self-awareness the persecution complex the group think these are the psychological tactics and pathology of a cult i know I, i'm not a you know certified shrink but that's a there's it's cult behavior they also say chris carter is a rapist based on what evidence stuff in the show okay that's fucked up that's you know. so fucked up but they profess to love this show by the way but yeah. hate the man who created it. Yeah, and they'll have it in their profile. I hate the creator. And it's like it, it's like the people... Look, I feel the same way about the people who are mad about J.K. Rowling but love Harry Potter. And it's like, well, if there's no J.K. Rowling, it doesn't matter 
if she's problematic or not, there's no Harry Potter. Yeah, I love. She those created books. the thing you love. Mm-hmm. However problematic they she probably is now. think they could do a better job. Well, then you go <laughs> off and you do it. <laughs> but I gotta ask. But Chris Carter is not problematic. I mean, that's my point. Is that he's a very nice guy and. He hasn't done anything this despicable as what they accuse him of. I think the thing about Chris Carter, the thing about him that, I mean, I think he's a talented guy and I think he's a really good director. The thing about him that I don't really like or I think he gets wrong is there seems to be this weird obsession in the X-Files with like women. I I think he thinks women all want, because in a lot of ways Scully is a great character, but, and a great feminist character, but he has this view it seems like that all women want to be moms and it, it bleeds over into the show over and over again and like oh the, if you can't have a baby you're well but think about it his wife wasn't able to have children i, I guess I maybe know. that plays a part into it because they don't have kids i think it's because for all we know it she can't have children he's kind of gone he can't have children. he's a he's a very I don't s- know. scientific and very smart person but he was raised Baptist, and I think maybe that has something to do with it. But he, you know, because I was also raised Baptist. I'm not religious at all. We're going to get to a question about that, by the way. Somebody asked us, point blank. we got to answer it. But what is so special, Stephanie, about two fictional people getting together? You tell me. You like books that have this. What is it? What is so magical? Why I, is that such an obsession? I don't know, because it doesn't obsess me in books. I, I'm not a romance person and i'm not saying romance is bad i'm just yeah, saying I, if it's done well within like, like i got my mom sucked me into the outlander books and i got really pissed when i was like oh fuck these are fucking uh, romance novels at first because <laughs> i'm like i don't want to read romance novels i've read them before in the past they're garbage they are just not my thing they're really really they're really pretty terrible i don't don't like them if you like them cool but they're just not they're not oh, whatever you read outlander um that's fucking romance trash it's got romance in it but but there is an emphasis on the uh, historical fiction which is what keeps me coming back for it if it relies too heavily on the, the romance of the characters you lose me you really I lose have me never heard anyone who reads those books who's not a chick i'm just saying and i lo- look i like historical fiction as well but those are chick books <laughs> I yeah I, I think they are but again my mom tricked me because <laughs> she knows that I don't like romance books. Well, you know one thing I think is is interesting though is, and I'm not trying to say that women don't you know there's stuff for men. I'm not doing that because when you look at the demographics of this podcast, it's mostly women that listen to us. Uh-huh. You know because I'm, I'm so sexy. Um, <laughs> women love true crime. They love mysteries and spooky shit. Uh, and I'm going to be a guest on another pod with a young woman who knows more about UFOs than I ever could, um, Kristen, in May. But, you know, women are invested in these things. But if you go by the X-Files or you go by shit you see online, you think women are just these, like, they just need a man and a baby. And they're, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's, it's I, gross. I think that's the other thing. That, that That's probably what I think kind of triggers me about these women. I find them a little triggering. They're very Karen-y. Yes. Karen-esque. Yeah, they remind me of church ladies. Strongly. Mean, well, but they bitch, declare church ladies. themselves woke, but they have very conservative ideas yes. of gender roles. Yes. Which is odd. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's kind of odd to me about the X-Files, because you have Scully, who is a very strong, at least initially, independent woman, and then as the series progresses, she gets less and less away until the night season, where she's just like, I need my baby. For me, the, the series exists one through six, and, and the at least the first movie 
that's the X-Files for me. And then I could you could bring it back with the revival seasons and stuff. But yeah. I don't really... There's there's good episodes within 7, 8, 9. But, oh, there's um, some great episodes Some great in ones seven. in there. Right, but for me... And the, I think 7 is crap, but it's got right, some great but episodes. Right, but I feel like the main story where it was... is is Shining Star, it's the best stuff, is really, really those first six seasons. Oh, I agree. Um, so, I, mean, I would even go... I would even say... Uh, the acting kind of peaks really in four and five. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, they're tired. Look, they're tired. And it was an exhausting it, show. To yeah. Do. Yeah. But like I said, women love horror. There's a lot of women in the horror yeah. community. I, I know them. And, yeah. I, and again, horror, horror people tend to be like the nicest. I would have to say of, of the entertainment genres, they tend to be the most accepting of like the shit you like. Well, X-Files people are not horror people. But that's the weirdest part. That's so fucking weird because I loved the scary Even episodes growing up. a lot of the men up. who like the X-Files. Like this guy, Kirk North, who I made fun of in the goat uh, man episode we did last fall. <laughs> yes, I named him. One of the cops is named after a person I know. And he got killed. <laughs> Kurt was like, I don't like horror. I don't like it at all. Then why are you watching the X-Files? I like that one episode where they had reincarnation. It's like 90% horror. I don't understand uh, you know, that. I like David Lynch. He's my favorite. I, I like David. David Lynch is fucking weird. Uh, yeah. Doesn't he write like kind of horror? It's fucking things? weird. It's weird. And X-Files is inspired by a lot of David Lynch's yeah. stuff, especially the pilot. And, and some of the Darren Morgan stuff, I think, is inspired by that. But the shippers love a show that only exists in their head because the show is 99% or I would say 90% procedural all the way through. When it came back, it was procedural. It's a procedural show. Uh, and I actually liked that about it because it reminded me of Silence of the Lambs and stuff like that. Like, I thought it was cool. Well, the more when they, they're doing like there FBI is, There things. comes a point in season six and I like season six. We've talked about this before. Other people, we had conversations about this, but... It's a fun season, but they start doing this thing where then weird stuff just starts happening to them. Like, they go to the bank, and I love that episode, but then it's like a time loop. Okay? And then Mulder goes to the Bermuda Triangle, and then he's back in time. And it's like... The ex- why is he there? <laughs> well, he's there because he wants to go to the Bermuda Triangle. That's the joke of the episode. <laughs> okay. Because you got to remember, this was when he was taken off the X-Files. So he's... He's going AWOL. He's just doing his own thing. He's oh, like, he's just doing weird shit. He's, he's like, doing well, weird fuck it, then shit. I'll go to the Bermuda Triangle. It feels like a Mulder thing to do. It does. <laughs> but they just stop doing the thing where they're driving across country, they're finding some weird thing in a town. That's what the show is. I kind of liked it, too, when they would stumble upon something strange. Yeah, that's what they should. they're on their way to something else. Like, I, th- I always thought that was really neat when they would do that. Like, not all the time, but I always thought that was a kind of a clever way well, it's to get a them weird into. america yeah and i yeah. what i fell in love with was this ethereal vision of america this haunted america that they created they they did a lot of great world building in those mm-hmm. early seasons mm-hmm. like in darkness falls they go to uh, this forest and we don't know that there's these bugs these ancient insects they cut down these trees and they unleash these bugs and it starts killing the loggers i just love that kind of stuff i do too you know, and it ties in with the environment. It adds stuff. this sense of scale to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But when Duchovny left the show at the end of season seven, Chris Carter, the creator and showrunner, and the network, they fucking panicked. And I know people who have firsthand knowledge of what happened. 
The writers came up with this terrible idea to make Scully pregnant to keep the online fans satisfied. To keep was, them watching. It was a soap opera tactic, and I said so, and it I was told my a, mom, and I'm like, nope. It was a desperate <laughs> Hail Mary. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not watching that shit. I hate soap They <laughs> were terrified. <laughs> they saw David leaving the show as an existential threat, and it was to yeah. some degree. They should have ended the fucking show. The miracle baby at the end of season seven was bait for the worst people. Yeah. And that's really when they took... See, by the end of Seven, the show had lost a lot of its original fans. And this is part of... yeah. Part of what I was getting at is because stuff just started happening to Mulder and Scully. And the show became about Mulder and Scully, not about the X-Files. Yeah. And you had weird things, like I said, happening at random to them. You had too much comedy. Comedy was funny. There's some really funny episodes, but then it just... That's all they were doing. And it's like, what is happening here? And they lost the mystique. The show wasn't cool anymore. That's the thing. It just lost that aura about it. Do you think also, too, it was just moving out of that zeitgeist? Well, somebody we're going to talk about in a minute here says that. He's, Chris Knowles says that uh, 1998, 1999, mm-hmm. those were happy times for America. It was. and so It it's, was bright. It was sunny. Yeah. It was boomtown. We're no longer feeling so goddamn down. You know? <laughs> but... Once Carter and the writers gave into persistent fan demand for some kind of relationship, and it was a fucking drumbeat, they just were persistent. It was just the weird people on the internet. Yeah. They essentially handed creative control over to the fans. They gave into the demands of terrorists. This is why you never negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> I just called XL fans terrorists. I know I'm getting a one-star review. <laughs> and the show never recovered from that. Even the good no. stuff... It never was quite the same. Mm-mm. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Who cares? You've never watched The X-Files. This doesn't apply to the movies or the shows you like, except it does. There is a reason Disney is having so much trouble getting a new Star Wars movie off the ground. The studio is terrified of a vocal minority of toxic fans. Yeah. And in that case, it's mostly men. It's fucking incels who watched The Last Jedi and were like, oh no, I can't handle this shit. I can't have ruined Johnson. You have ruined my life. You have destroyed everything that matters to me in my life. This is how pathetic these people are. And and they've they've been over backwards saying that now they love the prequels when these were the same people who bullied the shit out of like child actors and the guy who voiced Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I see this all the time online. I see people. And they're like, George Lucas could have done a better job. Like, you fucking hated him. You said he raped your I see this all the time in the, well, this movie, this new movie's made me appreciate the prequels. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) My first (laughs) F-bomb of the pod. Literally, shut up. I've seen people I like say that, and I just roll my fucking eyes. Look, I love Revenge of the Sith. The first two prequels, you can even cut those fucking movies out. And look, I'll watch them. They're Star Wars. I love yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. All Star Wars is good to me in some form. Right. But Star Wars. they're a missed opportunity. <laughs> and when we saw those movies back in the day, we were not wowed. But they were like, oh. Uh, we what? had to convince ourselves that they were good because we were just so excited to get Star Wars again. And That's the funny thing. There's things in them I love. Yeah, same. And I'm happy for the people that grew up with those movies. And love them. And that's their Star Wars. I knew a little kid who really, really Love Jar Jar Binks. He was a small, I think he was like six, maybe. Well, speaking of this. And and he just loved Jar Jar Binks so much. And it was, it was people would try to talk shit about Jar Jar Binks because this is when the movies we, came we out. Just, we just had an episode where uh, we just had a, a incident with this. Because yeah. online, uh, The Mandalorian, the 
Star Wars show, they brought back the actor who played Jar Jar, and he got to play a Jedi. Yes. And then there was all these articles, these think pieces saying, Ahmed Best, I think that's um, his name. Ahmed Best. He, he had he re- a redemption arc. He didn't need to be redeemed. He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. What is wrong with you? He was bullied into almost committing suicide. Because these people writing these articles... Were are, those people? Were the toxic fucking fans. Yes. <laughs> I mean... You look at, like, Star Trek, full of toxic fans. Yeah. Fans who hate diversity. Fans who fucking hate... And that show was based on diversity. Uh, like, that's what was so values. cool about it. Yeah, th- that's what I mean about... about liberal that's what I like. U- liberal utopianism. Yeah. That's what Star Trek is. Mm-hmm. You know, Game of Thrones, the backlash against the final season of that was ridiculous. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. <laughs> and all the superhero movie franchises, because anytime now... They cast somebody to do this. They cast somebody to do that. Fans riot, and then they have to change it. Yeah. We are looking at a future where the creative integrity of any major franchise is at the mercy of online fan reaction. Toxic reaction. Yeah, so we're just going to... Let's go independent IPs now. Nothing is related to anything. What is, online fans <laughs> have become so toxic, they are essentially practicing, what is it, st- stochastic terrorism? Oh, stochastic yeah, that, terrorism. that's what they're doing. They see fan service as good storytelling and are willing to destroy anyone who doesn't pander to them. Just outright, I will destroy you. Yeah, and I think this is why you're losing directors to, who want to... Who for would Star make, Wars? For, yeah, who would make a movie for Star Wars. Um, either they're not getting okay with the, with the script because it might piss off some segment. You cannot write a script this way, by the way. I hope that what I hope they do, and I know this is controversial because I think a lot of people just want them to move away from this, but I hope they actually recast Mulder and Scully with new actors. Yeah, I do too. And I, I want Mulder and Scully back. I want Scully back, portrayed by an actress who actually wants to be there. Yeah. Jillian is over the show. Jillian checked out sometime around season seven, but she is... Which did- makes sense because she had to stay on that fucking show three seasons longer than David did. Yeah, David checks out around season five, but he still does a good job a lot of episodes, but he, he admitted... I was ready to leave then. I was done. Yeah. You know, but I stayed for the money. He admitted it. He was my greed. Kept me around. (laughs) But you're right. Jillian secretly hates her most devoted online fans. Yeah. And I don't blame her at all. Those people are horrible. And they're dumber than a box of rocks. Yeah, the people who, I mean, she's not running her own Twitter account. I hope you people know that. No, it's been admitted that it's an assistant. It's an assistant. Maybe occasionally she gets on there and tweets a tweet that is actually her tweet. Like... You know, when the revival seasons were back and she got like David on Twitter and they were, that was funny. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and they were tweeting at each other and stuff. That was her. David saw Elon Musk coming. He was like, fuck this. I'm fuck out. this. A lot of people were like, I'm out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Some of my favorite people now, um, who is it? Uh, Ra- uh, Rahul, I can't think, I don't have his last name in front of me. He was in Midnight Mass. Anyway, he's really funny on um, Instagram. I just think of him as Alana Pierce's boyfriend. So. <laughs> super hot he's indian he's super hot <laughs> but yeah he got the fuck off of twitter he was like you know what i didn't realize how miserable it was making me i just deleted it i he he shut it Stephanie, all out be it's careful done. now you're saying f-bombs <laughs> am i you guys know i talk like a pirate this is not well new. this is not you know this is a kind of episode where we don't care when it's a narration episode which is the next episode it'll be much more professional i promise okay we're off the cuff here yeah X-Files was always a very white show. It was about the fears and anxieties of white America in the 90s. I think that's fair to say. 
And I see a lot of fears about diversity in the reaction to the possible reboot, mm -hmm. even from these self-identifying wokesters <laughs> in the fandom. Now, I want to say this. God forbid Fox Mulder be played by a black man. I know that terrifies. Like I actually want him to be a black man. I'm, I'm ready for that. I want the best actor for the role, whether Just, he's Asian, black, yeah. whatever. Well, yeah, true. Latino, I don't know, whatever. I, I mean, I kind of think I will say this. But I feel like Fox Mulder is such a weird name. It could be anybody. Like <laughs> I will say this. I don't think Scully should be a black woman. But that's because you like the red hair and pale skin. I do. I just, and I don't see her. And, and, all, and look, before you say racist, <laughs> Zoe Kravitz is my favorite cat woman. That's my get out of racist jail card. No, because they're going to say that she's very light skinned and is white passing. So that, that won't be. Well, I like the other black cat woman, Eartha Kitt. She was good. She's beautiful. Not my favorite, but she's great. Well, you know? Yeah, and she's Eartha Kitt. She's fucking beautiful. <laughs> there's plenty of great, talented black actresses. I just don't think Scully should be black. I know that sounds. And I'm fine with Mulder being black. Totally fine. I'm fine with Skinner being black. You know, that could be... We kind I'm, of... I'm fine with whatever they end up picking. We already had a black Skinner, though. If you watch the show Fringe, uh, the actor who basically played Skinner on that show, he passed away Lance recently. Lance Reddick, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Diversity isn't woke. And I'm tired of this fucking thing where people say it's woke. Diversity is a good thing if used properly. Mm -hmm. And diversity, I would argue, opens up a lot of story potential yeah that's what i'm saying opportunities stories that we couldn't tell in the 90s because the show was so white <laughs> now the online x-files fandom doesn't care about the x-files no you know it's like it's like being star wars fans but they don't care about star wars <laughs> they just care about luke skywalker yeah <laughs> they only care about Duchovny and anderson they write this grotesque fan fiction, sexual fan fiction, smutty fan fiction about David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson as a couple. The actors from the show. It is deranged. They and will draw porn. Sometimes it's Lolita porn. It is fucking gross. I am grossed out. And they have this weird, Ugh. irrational sense of entitlement over the show. And we see this with Star Wars, see mm -hmm. the Star Trek. It's fans are, they own the fucking show. It's our show. It belongs to us. All the themes, the subtext, the complexities are lost on this brain-dead X-Files fandom. <laughs> they help perpetuate all these horrible stereotypes about women being shallow. Yeah. That women, you know, a woman's place is to be a mom or that women aren't fulfilled unless they're in a relationship, and that they're supplementing it by watching the show, which is the cringiest. Ugh, they're offensive <laughs> in every fucking way. They're. they're I mean, offensive. I watched the X Files when I was. I started watching when I was fourteen. I was there from the beginning mostly, and I watched it because it was spooky, had a mood and tone all its own, and I grew up fascinated by the unexplained and the paranormal. Hence, the podcast we're on. The first, you know, like we said, four or five seasons were magic. And I love the scary cases. And I like how the cases said things about Mulder and Scully. And no one understood that better, I think, than Vince Gilligan. Yeah, he was the one who really captured that. And the older I get, the more I realize the show's real legacy, in many ways, was giving us Vince Gilligan. Because <laughs> he's, you know, gone on to do Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He's a legend. Yeah. You know, yeah. everybody wants to work with Vince. And, you know, we talked about, you know, you wanted, uh, what's the guy you wanted for Mulder? Jonathan Majors. 
No. <laughs> Not after this week. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Andre Ham- Hammond. I think yeah. Hammond is his last name, I believe, right? The fear online, and this, this is kind of funny. The fear online I've seen is that Ryan Coogler will turn the FBI into Wakanda. <laughs> no, he won't. And I will admit, if that happens, I will call bullshit. <laughs> if the FBI in the reboot is full of black people, it's being run by black people. Oh, okay. I will fucking laugh because the FBI <laughs> is the most cracker ass fucking corporate. It's a waspy racist yes. institution. Yes. No disrespect to FBI, but you guys have a racial history that is not good. And that's not woke, that's history. Oh, it's fucking history. You murdered two black civil rights well, leaders. Well, I, yeah, I stand by, I maintain that the FBI was behind the assassination of Martin Luther and King. And JFK. Look, you get this from this podcast. This is the kind of shit we believe, okay? You think we're crazy, fine, but th- that's baked into the DNA of this podcast. And Malcolm X. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, let's get a reaction from the news from someone who does get the X-Files. Chris Knowles. Now, Chris is a friend of the pod. He's been on twice. He's been a delight every time he's been on. Uh, But Chris Knowles, he pretty much hates everything new. He thinks everything is exhausted and stale and that (laughs) woke. And that's just who he is. And our friend Darren Mooney, who is a brilliant mind and a friend of the pod, he hates nostalgia. He has like a visceral reaction to deep fakes of Luke Skywalker. Like he just I think can. it's because he's a Star Trek fan, and uh, there's a lot of just annoying shit within that fandom. He hates fan service of any kind. That's just who he is. Yeah. And I can't speak for Stephanie, but I'm a bit more nuanced. I embrace change when I embrace change while appreciating what came before the past you know Same. i don't yeah. try to kill the past well i'm you know i'm just yeah. i'm not speaking for you you know i oh. thought that'd be rude <laughs> well, but yeah, that's but my approach we, to all media. we have a very similar um viewpoint on on this subject and chris knowles is really intelligent and he's fascinating to talk to every time he's on we had a great time he really is um but we don't agree on everything and I wanted him to come back on and talk about the first season of the X-Files. You know, back when the X-Files was good. <laughs> when it actually was magic. It's going to be me and him. We were going to do it, and then he messaged me, and he said he wanted to do a separate pod altogether, and then he wanted to do like an ultra-deep dive into the show, like behind the scenes. It was very inside baseball. And I was like, you know, I know, I know what he's talking about. So it's like, sh- I was like, okay, but I wanted content for our pod, you know? <laughs> Because he brings in new listeners. <laughs> uh, but I was still game to do it. And then he got COVID. But thankfully, he's fine. Uh, okay, Stephanie, let's read off what Chris thinks about I'm going to respond to what he said. And we're not attacking Chris. This is just kind of my opinions on some of the things he said where I think he's wrong. I would do the same thing to Darren Mooney. People really don't understand how clueless Hollywood execs are today. They think they got these positions by being smart and creative. They got them by being amoral, backstabbing scumbags. It's like one giant game of Survivor. They're so creatively bereft that they think race, sex, sexuality swapping is an innovation. The X-Files was the phenomenon. It was because of David and Jillian. Period. That's once-in-a-lifetime lightning in a bottle. Tinseltown suck pigs have been trying to clone the X-Files almost since day one and fallen on their Botoxed spray-tanned faces every time. Given the fact that Disney is a total dumpster fire financially right now, I doubt this will make it to the screen. 
I don't doubt it will fail miserably if it ever does. The format is exhausted and the franchise is spent. Well, I don't think Chris Knowles will be watching a reboot. I'm going to go down on a limb here and say that. <laughs> I, I I think there's there's some plot holes going on here in his in what his thinking. Right I now. want to respectfully, and I do mean respectfully, disagree with Chris on a couple things. First of all, number one, a corrupt and immoral Hollywood gave us the original X-Files in 1993. You think Hollywood was good back then? It wasn't. It was worse. Yeah. Hollywood execs... Hollywood has been Babylon since day one. Yeah. All you have to do is listen to Morbid's podcast on... The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Because they will deep dive your ass Harvey Weinstein... And other execs were busy raping women when the X-Files premiered. Hollywood is a disgusting business. And I say this time and time again. Donald Trump is a creature of Hollywood. So if you don't like Trump, mm-hmm. you don't like Hollywood because he come, they're, they're one and the same. Yeah. yeah. But and I, you know, I always thought Chris understood this. And I think he does. I actually think he does. I think he's having a visceral reaction. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think he's just he's pumped up right now. Well, he's for years has talked about I hate Hollywood. And he's hate- talked about how disgusting that Hollywood's been for years. So, I mean, I think he's aware of it. Some of my favorite conversations about the X-Files has been with Chris and also Darren. So, Which is why we're talking about them. We're <laughs> reacting to their reactions. Yeah. Uh, Knowles thinks diversity alone is a part of what he calls the woke virus. Now, look, I've said before many times, I don't consider myself woke I don't think Stephanie does either. And no. I know that some people, they get really offended by that. Which is funny. Well, here's the funny thing. I don't consider myself woke. I do consider myself highly progressive and liberal. That's the funny fucking thing. I'm just yeah, not going to jump. No, no, I, don't. I am not jumping on woke bandwagon bullshit. I honestly can't. Group think. I'm tell, not doing it. I can't it. tell you where Chris stands on all of this stuff. I, 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 don't, I really don't know. I've tried to figure it out, but I can't. Because he, he's kind of all over the place sometimes. Um, there's nothing wrong with diversity. Mm-hmm. The issue is when diversity alone is presented as the reason something is good. I'll give you an example. The Captain Marvel movie starring Brie Larson. It was weak material that was labeled good by the fanboy industrial complex because it starred a girl. And they wrote her poorly. Yeah. And they had an incredible Oscar-winning fucking actress. And they didn't give her anything to do. Why? And her career has never recovered. She is now serving drinks to Vin Diesel in a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. Yeah. That's fucked up. You know, you're right about that. <laughs> oh my God. And she plays Switch a lot on her YouTube channel. <laughs> and I like her as a person. I think she's funny. Well, you know what's funny is I got you that one game for Switch, Animal Crossing, because I saw it. her, her yeah. playing it. And she was into it. She was sitting in her jammies playing it during the <laughs> pandemic because she was, she was inside. She couldn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> the strangest thing he said, and this is what I don't get. And look, I think Chris, like Darren, I think he's a brilliant mind, but I, I don't. And maybe I'm dumb, but his comments about David and Jillian being the sole reason for the Exiles' success is baffling, given how much Knowles hates Jillian Anderson in 2023 and her toxic fans. You know, once Jillian Anderson somehow transformed from being really attractive to looking like J.K. Rowling, I don't know when that happened, but it did. It was when the anorexia fully took hold. People are going to be like, sexist! Went into hag witch mode. Um, I like Jillian Anderson, even though she looks like a hag witch. Um, you just, I didn't call her a hag. I just, well, she looks, look, if you lose weight to the point where you become a walking skeleton and your hair is falling out, you look terrible. She okay? does look anorexic. She looks and really anorexia, bad. anorexia, guys, is an eating disorder. Yes. I, I've had it. 
when I was a teenager, it's bad. It will make you look like a bog witch. It's not. I almost died from it, yeah. so I can speak to this. Yeah, I don't want her to be anorexic. I want her to gain some weight and look healthy again. I would like her to look healthy. Yeah, let's have women be healthy. That's all I meant. You know? I'm saying, you know. I don't want women to be super obese, and I don't want them to be holocaust thin yeah, you know yeah that's what i mean and and her hair you can tell with like her hair and even like her, i think she's she's aged prematurely because of this this severe like, weird eating thing that she's been doing i don't know what's going on i i it's anorexia that's all know. it is but anyway these weird diets that like hollywood women come up with and they're like it's it's for my she health writes no these weird it's not books on health i've never read them but i think that's got something <laughs> it's to <do> anorexia <laughs> X-Files was a team effort. It was never just David and Jillian. This is this is the same thing that the stupid shipper, hardcore shipper fans try to say. The writers really, or the actors really wrote the show. Well, I mean, the two of them did have a, a kind of lightning in the bottle when they it comes have to their great chemistry. chemistry. They're amazing And that chemistry. chemistry is a part of what made this show successful. Mm-hmm. It is not the only reason yeah. it was successful. Um, it was like a confluence of events. And Noel, Chris has written, he co-wrote a book about the show. Yeah. Official book, okay, it, it, from Fox. Um, he knows all this. He has spoken to the writers. He has spoken to Chris Carter. And he has talked about how great the crew was on that show, that they worked night and day. So it's weird that he's just like, it was all David and Julie. I'm just like, what are you talking about? You you normally tell me these people are fucking idiots who say this kind of stuff. Like... <laughs> I'm listening to you, Chris. I mean, I think we had conversations about this very subject before. And X-Files, Chris is one of the few people who get uh, fans, what I consider hardcore fans, who still gets the show. Mm -hmm. I do. I think he is. But every successful TV show has gate. Every successful TV show has great chemistry between the actors. Succession, The Americans, Game of Thrones. All those shows, the actors all blend well together. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, can you name me one cop show where the actors don't get along and they have no chemistry, whether they're male or female, that was a success? None of them were. Well, there's a bunch of cop shows I don't like watching because they're crap. But the actors have good chemistry on those shows. Otherwise, it wouldn't be successful. Even the Criminal Mind show. Even Horatio Sands, <laughs> whatever his name is. Well, that's... Horatio. CSI Miami. I think some of yeah! the... I think some of the other actors on that show had a good camaraderie. He was well, kind of looks like he was in a class by himself though. That guy sucks so much. But you know, shows that are actually respected—that show's not respected. <laughs> I'm not talking about just. I don't watch like you know cop shows. I don't know which ones are. By the way, NYPD Blue. I don't know. I don't even know how to watch it. The next episode, the official episode, the uh, Phantom Killer episode. There's a big joke about that in the beginning about the CBS cop shows. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't think of a show where the actors have no chemistry and it was successful. So I'm just like, okay, that's not really that unique. Their chemistry individually is unique, but having great chemistry is, that's every show. Yeah. Uh, Lost and Supernatural were both clearly inspired by the X-Files and both were great shows. So when he says that there's no, every show tries to copy X-Files fails, it's like Supernatural didn't fail. I mean, technically, Bones didn't fail. I think it's a crap show, but it didn't fail. And Lost, I know, look, I know Chris hates Lost, because I think he thinks that J.J. Abrams wrote all that show. He didn't. (laughs) Uh, He thinks J.J.'s a hack. Lost became a cultural phenomenon. It was. I love Lost. Yeah. It wasn't my thing, but I knew people If we go back and watch it, you'll like it. Trust me, it gets really good. 
And Supernatural was never as thought-provoking as The X-Files is at its best. It doesn't try to go to those heights that The X-Files does. Right. But it is arguably a more consistent show. And I love Duchovny, but Jensen is a man. (laughs) Jensen is, man, is he a great actor. I mean, out the gate is he amazing. He's so good. He's really good. You know, he kind of reminds me of Jillian in some ways. So Just out the gate. Darren Mooney, I'm not going to read it verbatim, but Darren Mooney, I was curious about his reaction, Mm -hmm. you know, because he's kind of the opposite of of Chris and that he hates nostalgia. And his reaction was he was worried that Ryan Coogler, who he's a big fan of, was going to bring in QAnon and the show was going to be like pro QAnon. Because there's a conspiracy element to the X-Files. And I'm just like, why would he do that? Why would Darren think that? Like, Darren is really smart. And it was just like, is he trying to let people think that he's, I'm not on board with conspiracy stuff anymore? I don't know. I mean, he never was. Uh, Darren wasn't. But Ryan Coogler's not going to do that. I guarantee you that will not be a part. It will not be a pro QAnon show. I don't even think they could do a conspiracy in the same way that they did in the 90s. I mean, there's so many things that are just. They didn't do it the same way when they came back. That's what I mean. They made and- it about Trump. And I, I th- but I think you could even focus more on like monsters and shit. It'd be fine. There's so many different ways to do this show, you know, and it's, it's have it still be one of my uh, Twitter mutuals has a great name. Batman can see you. <laughs> Made a great point about all these boomer takes on an X Files reboot. He tweeted, "It's still a curious thing to me how people become bitter as they get older because media isn't catered to them as they get older, and evolution to them is bad." Like, look around you. That's how the planet works. Yeah, he's right. Yeah. You know? It's like people who only listen to music that's from their generation. Well, I... I look, don't, you do that. I don't do that. No, I listen to Billie Eilish, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but are you listening to other artists of this time? The Weeknd. <laughs> uh, who else? Ghost. They're new. What's a new band? They're newish. But I mean... They're new. not... They're not from the 90s. No, but I mean they're new-ish. Well, who is somebody you listen to that's, like, brand new? What kind of crap music are you listening to? <laughs> I listen to indie music. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, Alison Pontier. I think she's fan-fucking-tastic. She, she has a good song with that. Oh, my what God. What is that band so we went and saw? Lord Huron. Um, I like them. You really need to check her out as an artist. She does a kind of um, trickery with, like, an indie country music but it's not quite country it's like singer songwriter country like kind of the roots of country stephanie just wants to have sex with her that's what it is she's so beautiful oh my god i wish i looked like her she's so pretty uh i will never understand why people get mad about remakes or reboots because you can always have the original if the new one isn't for you and i'll give you an example i hated the remake of poltergeist the poltergeist movie it was just fucking bland and lifeless, but the crappy remake doesn't tarnish the original at all. Just, I just go back and watch the original. Yeah, just disregard it and move on. That's what real adults do. <laughs> that, that, I felt the same way about Total Recall. I was like, this isn't good. I don't like this. Look, Let's go watch the, the original. The X-Files reboot could be absolute ass. <laughs> it's Disney after all. Yeah, I But I still have the original. <laughs> But I don't think Ryan Coogler be involved for some cookie cutter show. I don't. He, no, I don't think so. He seems like he's a fan. It, he seems like he was contacting Chris Carter about the show or something. Okay, so now we're gonna answer some questions. This is where the fun begins. Okay. Ashley asks. I'm gonna go first answering this because I have a great. I, I I already know I'm gonna say this. 
Oh, well, he's already read them. I haven't read any of these. That's what's great about it. Oh, God. Any thoughts on the verdict in the Gwyneth Paltrow ski crash trial? Uh, no. <laughs> I never can stand looking at Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> so I don't want to watch her trial. Her face gives me migraines. <laughs> the whole affair was profoundly boring. I couldn't have cared if I tried, Ashley. No offense. A woman that awful shouldn't be allowed to ski in the first place. <laughs> she should be shackled somewhere. Well, I was posting memes about it. Maybe that's why Ashley has written an email. I am she's not seen my memes. Ashley. Ashley's great. <laughs> but just, the memes were fucking funny. Because she was like, I lost a half a day of skiing after mowing down this old guy and breaking four of his ribs. But then the old guy was being like a total dickbag. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw I just saw some reactions, like uh, meme reactions, if you will. And he was like, oh, I suffered such severe head trauma. I lost a relationship of 18 months. He's like some old guy. I'm like, look, this is a fight from rich people. These are rich people fighting. It's rich people shit. And again, Gwyneth Paltrow is the ultimate fucking Karen on the left. You know, she likes, we're just, she loves to. We're just blasting. I fucking hate right. her. I do not like, I've never liked Gwyneth Paltrow. If you want to talk about the Nepo baby bullshit, this is a person who has like, Almost zero fucking talent and has somehow won a fucking Gwyneth, Oscar. Gwyneth Paltrow is what is what people think Anne Hathaway is. Like everybody hates <laughs> Anne Hathaway. I don't know why they don't like her. I like her. Well, she can she, actually act. She had some kind of rap, but I don't think it ever was substantiated. So I, I, I don't, think she was just a little neurotic. That was all. It was. Well, that's every fucking actress. Yeah, an actor. <laughs> they get a little freaked out. That's all. <laughs> all right. Hey guys. I really enjoyed the Count of St. Germain episode. I have always found the concept of immortality super interesting, even if the story is far-fetched. And I loved Stephanie's narration. There you go, oh, Stephanie. Thank you. I hope she does more in the future. She is. <laughs> whether she likes it or not. <laughs> what inspired you to do that episode? Well, that was something that was kind of coming around and around in my head since the first season since we first started this podcast he has been talking about this but the nonstop. problem with it was was how do you make immortality scary or how do you make it felt not weird enough or not scary enough it felt interesting enough no i think it's interesting i think it's very but like how to make it interesting because we like where is the through line that's what you're yeah trying to find. and that was a challenge to connect all that together uh -huh. and i finally figured out how to do it and I think Stephanie did a great job. I think it's one of the best episodes we did. And I was very passionate ab about the case. And I think that bled out into the writing where it mm -hmm. made it a good episode. Now, as we talked about before, the opening was originally different. And I don't even think Stephanie knows this, but at one point, the opening was going to be a monologue of Stephanie, you know, like one of those X-File monologues, mm -hmm. where she's talking about aging and how you when you're born you start to die because you do <laughs> um and senescence and, oh no you were talking about that before yeah and like but it, the problem with that was how do you tie that into saint germain like the the idea is there but it didn't really flow that well it was cool and it was kind of disturbing but it didn't flow that well so then i had this idea that saint germain was going to walk in and it's going to be playing uh, Save Your Tears by the weekend. And he's everybody's going to be looking at him in the room. And he goes up to that woman, Madame Georgie, mm -hmm. you know, and he tells his story about he's immortal, blah, blah, blah. But that felt too corny. So then what we settled on is this idea of the wandering Jew and this. It, it I love that because it gave it this like 
long history, like ancient history. He could have been this guy who Jesus cursed, you know. <laughs> I don't believe that, but that's... Also, what a metal thing if Jesus cursed some yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> that would have been so cool. I, I also just wanted to show a more hopeful side to the paranormal while also being creepy, and I think I did that, because a lot of people told me, I really like that episode because it's not about a killer... It is about a, a monster, you know, or, or scary kind of figure, or could be scary. But he's really not a bad guy, you know, mm-hmm. but he's this sort of vampire-like figure. And then there's all these weird stories about, is that him? Is that him? Is that him? Or, or none of them him. Right. It, that's the mystery of it. It's a good mystery at the heart of the story. Is it a secret society that has perpetuated this character? Yeah. Is it all a hoax? Yeah. But a, a, and a very elaborate hoax that strains credibility, you know? Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> And, and I think that's weird. why people like it, because it gets in their heads, like, what happened there, you know? Well, and speaking of narration, um, one of the reasons the other episode is late was because when Michael rewrote all this stuff was the day I was having a really bad day. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and I was ill, and he's, like, wanting me to read a whole new cold, cold open. I'm like, I cannot. And I it's, can't. And it's pretty short. The problem, the problem is the body of it. <laughs> yeah is all stephanie she tells you the whole story she, she goes through all the murders and uh, the mystery of what happened with the phantom killer and yeah. it's, there's a lot to it but i am tried really hard i have rewritten it so much because i really want it to be a good episode because i am personally connected because of the research the research determines so much of how the episodes turn out it's weird they influence the cold opens they influence how i feel about the case how I feel about treating certain people in the case. But you'll change your mind many times as you're writing. Because this. it's not working. You can just tell when it's not working. Mm. And I, I have a good sense for that. This does not read well. This is not right. And I knew that the opening we did, as good as you did it, was not the right opening. I knew it had to be something a little funnier and stupider. And then we get into serious stuff. Because this is not one of our funny episodes. This is a dark episode. One of the things you're going to see going forward is we will still do true crime. We will do serial killers from time to time. But there's going to be UFO episodes and Chupacabra episodes. And there's going to be a lot more what I'm interested in, which is the occult and paranormal. There's going to be an episode about witchcraft and curses and things like that. Because that interests me. And I feel liberated because we don't, you know, this is more of a hobby now. We're not. It's not our job. So I feel liberated not just to talk about murders and true crime all the time. We will have unexplained deaths, though. I'm. I'm interested in that. I'm interested in certain serial killers. I think are really creepy. And I chose the Phantom Killer because it is a creepy story. When we actually, I think I've done it justice in mm-hmm. making it creepy. We got another question that's going to relate back to that, though. So I'm going to talk about that more. But I like the way. Um, the Count story plays with history and with folklore. Mm-hmm. And that was really the reason I wanted to do that case is because it, it, it's a new type of story we're doing. Okay. So Luke asks, greetings. couple questions. This is putting us on the spot. I am curious if either one of you believe in God. And if there is a heaven, must there also be hell? Do you believe in the devil? Would you ever consider doing an episode on demonology? This is a lot of questions. He said a couple. (laughs) He meant 13, but he said a couple. (laughs) Where do you believe we go when we die? Thank you very much. Well, thank you, Luke. Uh, You have put us on the spot. Have you you listened to these episodes over the time? Michael has asked me over and over again. What do you believe? 
God, it's so long. What do you believe? <laughs> just just summarize your in a sentence. I don't know how to sentence. summarize this. I'm look. I'm a new ager. Okay. Um. I think in I think of God as a duality. I think it could be like a collective unconsciousness. You know, or of all the humanity that has come before. I believe in reincarnation. No, I don't believe in a hell. Uh, I don't think an all loving God would send us to a place where we. Or you I, clearly have not spent hell any- is is being incarnated. No, hell is living on this planet. Hell is this being is in a room hell. full of exile shippers, <laughs> being alive. So, um, yeah, this is so emo being it's, alive. It's you know like there's an there's an other side, it's but it's Anne not Rice. like you're not like you know floating around with a fucking harp in your hands. You're actually doing things over there. It's like our real lives. It's our full brains realized. That's my I, my belief on it that we do go somewhere and it is something that we are so much more than who we are in this life but we are here to learn as we're incarnated and uh yeah that's, that's pretty much we it. Are, and i don't believe in demons either so uh there's, there's no satan there's no hell i have no demons idea. there are dark entities there are people who wish you ill i know there. they're called shippers <laughs> um and chris knowles fans after this episode <laughs> And there's, spe- and there's ghosts and there's spirits and there's angels and there's a bunch of shit. You someone know? should ask Chris Knowles if he believes in demons. I know. But, um, um, uh, yeah, we probably will do an episode on demonology because I am interested in that. Even though I don't, I don't really understand. What the fuck is demonology really? It's the study of demons. Okay, so is it like Catholic stuff? It, it is, but it's also tied to like that stuff you believe about the Ouija boards. So, you know, I look, I don't believe in God. I, I think everything is chaos. Um... I, and that means I don't believe in the devil. I do like the iconography of the devil because I like the imagery of the devil. I don't believe in the devil. I don't worship the devil. But the imagery of Satan... Is Much a- of what they, they call Satan and the devil is really knowledge that they're knocking. I know, but I, just, I think it looks metal, man. I think it looks cool. <laughs> I mean, of course it looks cool, but it's it's also patriarchal nonsense about how evil women are. And I... What, the goat man? Yeah, I'm not buying any of that fucking shit. Baphomet? Baphomy. <laughs> Baphomet. We're playing Resident Evil. Baphomet's basically in that. Um, The new Resident Evil 4. Um, When we die, we die. That's all I believe. No, we don't. We don't turn into just dust. I hope so. I mean, look. Some of us reincarnate. Some of us choose not to. Uh, the dark entity sometimes gets stopped. So, like, you know, Hitler, done. He's done. He's fucking over. He's, he's been sucked up into the godhead. I don't know if I believe in... I don't believe in demons. But I do believe in. it's possible, uh, like, that there are entities of some kind. And this is the thing... This feels more like elementals. No, I'm talking about something sinister. I'm talking about mirrors. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, something like coming out of the Ouija board, come out of the TV. I don't fucking know, but I, I just like the imagery of that. I'm fascinated with the occult, as we all know. Um, and that's really my religion is I don't believe in any of this shit except for the stuff that I do. So, Which is hard because he has intuitions that have proven right sometimes. No, I believe psychic AKA ability. Psychic I, no, I believe in psychic ability is possible. I, I totally believe in that. Where do you think it comes from, though? I don't believe it comes from God because I don't believe in God. Where do you, but where else could it be coming from? Because if not the God? whole concept. Of, I mean, like the other side. Where, who do you think is like hel- helping you? The whole concept of God is is. You think t- it's just your big brain? No, but the whole concept of God, it's thinking small. Okay, 
there would be multiple gods. There would be all kinds. Well, no, of that's what I. That's what I was trying to there say. There would be a that, pantheon. Of, yeah, and I believe I've I talked think about there's this different before, faces of of whatever God is. I, I don't know. I believe if there is a God, I've said this before, it's that Lovecraft idea that they don't give a fuck about us. I don't think they so. They are indifferent. It's not that they hate us or they're vindictive. That God of the Old Testament, it is like unknowable just doesn't care they're above us they're like something from the the eternals those things in the eternal the celestials it's mm-hmm. like that just massive big things in space you know if you're gonna go with a a god well i pray to a goddess and uh if i say i pray for you i will be praying to a goddess and if that bothers you tough shit <laughs> no, i pray to a goddess too her name is billy shut up <laughs> uh okay Morgan writes, this is going to come back to what we were talking about before about Phantom Killer. So, do you ever struggle with the ethics of doing a true crime podcast? I sometimes struggle being a fan of them. I do not believe you guys have ever crossed the line. I'm just curious about your process. Yeah, every time we talk about murders, I try to figure out what I want to talk about, how far I want to push it, because there's always this push and pull. There's always this push and pull between. I want to make this scary, but I don't I don't want it to be too lured. I want to make this, you know, I want to tell you what happened to the victims, but I don't want to just make glorify it, it or make glorify it. it. Yeah, it's and gross. And the problem with the intro that we had done is it felt like we were glorifying the killer. The oh, new okay. version is very different cuz it it takes a turn, it takes a, it's a it's a twist. You will see it, it and it also kind of pokes fun at us. It pokes fun at what we do for a living, it pokes fun at TikTok, it pokes fun at people who love CBS crime shows, mm-hmm. specifically a guy named Troy Foreman. Um, I also, we always had, I don't think we've ever victim blamed. No. The next case is interesting because the police do a lot of victim blaming. And there's also an element of racial stuff in the next case where, you know, they're saying, oh, the killer can't be a black man. Black men aren't, aren't smart, you know, because this is 1946 yeah. and people were racist. Yeah. And it's gross. And also, and we're not talking about this in that episode, but I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, Texarkana, where the murders took place, there was a man, a black man, who was accused of whistling at a white woman and was, was lynched. The, the town has this weird history where it's placid and, and docile, but then there's these weird, dark roots underneath. Mm-hmm. Something bubbling there. And that's a part of the case written in. But we don't talk about that. I just thought I would share that because it's really horrible. But like I said, going forward, true crime will not be our main focus. You know, we will focus on certain serial killers because that's always going to be part of the show. UFOs, ghosts, paranormal. I want to do an episode on reincarnation, but I'm trying to figure out how to do it without offending Stephanie, but also making it scary because I think reincarnation can be scary. Uh, That concept can be scary. I don't say I believe in it, but the concept. Uh, and just unexplained deaths. Like, how did somebody die, but they don't know how they died? Those are my one of my favorites. I always love those on Unsolved Mysteries. Okay. Well, I was going to add something. Um, Go ahead. Well, I, I think probably the people who like our podcast are, are at least justice-minded. Um, some of the people I've met who like true co- crime tend to be, they want justice for the victims of these crimes. And... I think if they're just exploiting them, that's not wanting justice. And we try very hard not to come across as exploiting these people for any kind of gain, but rather to shed light on why it happened in the first place. How can it be prevented in the future? 
Um, or could it have been prevented at the time if maybe uh, certain doctors had been listened to or if people had paid attention? Usually, if we're doing a case, it's like... And I don't mean the victims. I mean, like, the people who commit the crimes. Usually, if we're doing a case like that's modern day, it's probably because Stephanie's kind of pushed forward or kind of wanted to talk. She, I could tell she wanted to talk about it. You know, like the train crash. Yeah. And yeah. That burned the, my ass the up. The Brian Koberger. It still does. The Brian Koberger episode, that was tricky because, the first part, because we had to go through the murders, but then I had to create a scary opening, and then I basically am talking about how I, we think he killed everybody, mm-hmm. and that was kind of icky to write, but I did it. Um, it's an it, well, it's an icky case because of, I mean, oh well, you're gonna look what he's allegedly done, you know, and I believe that he did it, but it's disgusting. It's absolutely I disgusting. I think you have to understand people can be cowards and losers, but also be scary. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know well and and what am i trying to say uh maybe that's what makes them the most scary is because they're more dangerous when they have nothing to lose yeah it's gonna play a role in the next mm-hmm. our next episode is the question of how much of a loser is this person who really was this person but also it's fucking scary um billy oh billy eilish <laughs> <laughs> oh it's written with an ie yeah Billy writes. Sorry, I was thinking of uh, what's, what's that cartoon? South Park. The grandpa's like Billy. This is written like Billy Eilish. <laughs> so Billy writes. Have you been following the disgusting mass shooting in Nashville? TikTok is infested with left-wing conspiracy theories that the shooter wasn't actually trans. So many posts about how the shooter was a crisis actor created by the right wing to demonize the trans community. I am so sick of gun violence. Feels like Groundhog's Day every day in America. And I couldn't agree more about that last statement completely. Um, No, I don't get on TikTok. That does not surprise me that they would be saying that (laughs) at all because it's fucking TikTok. And that's where thoughts go to die. Well, should we explain? So... There was a trans person who went to, what is it, a school? They they went to a Catholic, uh, I, I don't know, grade school, whatever, Yeah. as a kid. Killed three children. This person was 28 years old, by the way. Three children. So female to male is taking a lot of testosterone. Um, that may have played a role. I don't know. But I feel like if you're, if you're, you know, mowing down people, you're fucking sick in the head. It doesn't matter whether they're trans or it not. It doesn't. They're sick. There's plenty of incels sick, who are killing people. Right. There's six six son of a bitches out there who do not need access to any of these fucking firearms. And they have clear access to it. Um, if we just tightened up gun regulations to what they were in the 90s, the late 90s, we could nip all this in the bud. I mean, we really would lower it. And that's not even that's not even really like taking out a bunch of the shit that... Um, should be taken out of. Well, there's a lot of denial here, though. This TikTok, these posts uh, saying that, oh, no, it's not a trans person. It was a trans person. It was a trans person. But the issue is guns. It's guns, yeah. You know? But I will say, and I've said before, I'm not anti-trans, but I don't think that anyone under 18 should be transitioning. I'm sorry, I don't... I know. If you had to offend you. The science is not clear on on what it does to brain chemistry or bodies uh, long-term. And we people do change their minds on transitioning, and there's a lot a lot of people that actually detransition. That's not talked about in the literature because there is no literature. So you just kind of have to cipher through, or not cipher, sift through what is being written by doctors. And and it's really hard to have any kind of discussion 
like a, like a real discussion um, without people's feelings getting in the way. Right. And right. and that's that's that you know because what I'm talking about is just scientifically like are these good ideas to do this to kids? Because look, a lot of kids go through phases. I went through a fuck ton of phases as a kid, and I was generally uncomfortable in my body as a as a pubescent child. You know, like that sucked. That really sucked and i never had any body dysmorphia as far as like my gender so i never had gender dysphoria and so i can't imagine how really gross that feels if you have gender dysphoria and you're also going through the ickiness of just i'm not puberty, i'm not you know? transphobic and look i know some trans people in real life who think that trans people online are crazy they are fucking crazy but you know everybody online's crazy yeah but are it. we wrong when we say that being trans had nothing to do with this if this person was killing because they were persecuted for being trans um i think it played a role but they were also from what i understand of the police report from what was initially reported um they were shooting indiscriminately they weren't they weren't targeting certain well, people usually when you do mass shootings that's what you do yeah they were killed they killed kids including a little girl who was trying to pull the fire alarm because she saw the shooter come in and that little girl died so um, oh, six-year-old i think they're all six yeah, three so kids. Sandy Hook again, and you know three teachers, and look, I don't like Christian churches. I don't, I don't believe in any, any of that shit where they're trying to um, what conversion therapy. That stuff is disgusting. Oh, yeah, it's gross. It's horrible. so gross. I just don't think underage people should be doing that. That's where it gets creepy. To There's me. a lot of ethical concerns with children. And, and saying, and I, it's a perfectly valid concern. It's a concern. I'm yeah. sorry if you disagree. <laughs> Write us an email. Explain it to me, you know, before you leave a one-star review, because I'd love to have a discourse about this. But I, I think it's, I'm not against trans people. I'm not J.K. Rowling no, or whatever, no, no, you know. No. But J.K. Rowling is also radicalized by the people online attacking Part, her. Yeah, and I, I don't think that would have happened because I don't think she had a problem with trans people. She fucking Professor Dumbledore is gay, you guys. She put a gay character in there. I remember people when, even realized. Do you remember it. when people on the the Christian right thought she was like a Satanist? Yes. And they, they and wouldn't let they kids read her. the books. They wouldn't let, let uh, trick-or-treating and all that fucking shit. It was so stupid. They they boycotted the movies. They would be... Like, look, they had Westboro Baptist up at the movie theaters when like those first movies came out originally. I remember. You remember? I remember all this shit. So, it's it's a little weird. And I do... I don't like TERFs. They're fucking bitches. Because, again, it's it's more of this, like gender shit like what like women are you know superior it's disgusting i don't you know that's chauvinism another word for turf is x-file fan <laughs> <laughs> you know we were talking before about the the concerns ethical concerns about mm-hmm. true crime well this week we got a review on apple i occasionally look at the reviews and the woman who gave us the review uh, gave us one star, and she said she was obsessed with the Brian Koberger Idaho Four murders, and that's why she listened to our podcast because we have an episode, we have two episodes on. It. Mm-hmm. But she's like, "If you can handle f bombs," and my thought, I didn't get mad, I laughed because what I was laughing about is, so she's into grisly murders, she's just not into the f word <laughs> because she, obviously this person is- she's she's into men who are mildly attractive who commit heinous fucking crimes. Apparently, she's. <laughs> probably a Christian. No offense to Christians, but she's probably a Christian. And the F word is associated with sex. She doesn't like sex, but she likes uh, 
grisly murders. She mm-hmm. likes listening to pods and being obsessed with the details of the grisly murders. Now, if she'd have left a, a one-star review and said, I think they went too far with talking about the killings and what he did to those people, and we try to be as respectful as possible, but I would take that as constructive criticism. But she didn't do that. She just got mad about F-bombs. <laughs> but if you go to like Morbid... Probably because I was the one that cussed. Yeah, we, it was three times. If you, oh, no. <laughs> if you go to Morbid... Three whole times. Three whole times. If you go to Morbid's page, if you go to Last Podcast and Laugh, these are some of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody in there that's like mad because they don't... that The host have said something bad about Christians. Or F-bombs. And it's usually because they don't like women cussing. Or there's a third one. <laughs> they don't like if you insult Trump. Oh, yes. Or you're woke because <laughs> if you say i'm for women's rights that means you are a fucking cuck you know we've we've been accused uh, both actually we've been accused of being woke and we've been accused of not being liberal and i think i told my uncle that he and that is the funniest shit to he me. was like i was like people said i was like an alt-right trumper uh-huh. and people have accused us of being woke <laughs> And, you know, we've had on Darren Mooney, who I think is very woke, and we've had on Chris Knowles, who is very not woke. Um, Here's the thing. I've always gotten along with people a lot of times who I disagree with. Same. I I can find common ground. I've gotten along with a lot of conservatives. Um, I've gotten along with people I know, you know, supported Trump, even though I don't like Trump. Um, I can get along with people. I can get along. I actually struggle some ways more getting along with the ultra woke people I, because, because they're so regimented militant about their bullshit it, and it is bullshit because it's not the stuff that's fucking that matters okay the stuff they care about is so in the now, i'm never gonna platform somebody who gets on here and says you know like on the podcast they're like well january 6th was bullshit and that's Trump, not what i'm Trump talking forever. about no but we're never gonna do that so if no. you're worried about that we're not <laughs> <laughs> if you're asking me to give examples my brain is not turned on enough for that i would have to like take notes but it's just the general weirdo creepy shit i see on on the internet like the anti-semitic free palestine type of garbage oh this is your and friend that no sh- we're not friends so uh, and i'm not saying that israel is doing anything good right now because they're not but you also can't be like but jewish people are the devil and all Jewish people should die. Well, you can't fucking say that I shit. I am not. Yeah. Look, <laughs> that's not. That's we, not. Woke. We have talked about this before. I am a Heinz fifty-seven, but I do have some Jewish heritage. Mm-hmm. And the person you're talking about knew that I had Jewish heritage, and then she was posting shit like Jews should die. Yeah. And it's like the, you're supposed to be my friend, and you're saying this to me. Oh, like, and she was dragging podcasts in general and true crime and things like that. But and- she wanted to build a podcast, and at one time was talking about coming on this podcast. Yeah. And then after I saw her post, I was like, no, I don't want to platform you. Because I don't want her on here spewing, you know, free Palestine or anti-Jewish, anti-Semitism. I don't, look, if you do that shit, you'll never be on the podcast. Yeah. You know, and I know there's going to be somebody like, well, I don't want to be on anyway. Okay, fine, whatever. Well, my honorary grandmother, whom I consider my honorary grandmother, who told me her Holocaust stories, was in two different camps. And I am... Very honored that she shared those stories with me, and I'll never forget them, and I'll never forget her because she was such a, an amazing person. Yeah. And I'm really glad I got to know her um, at the end of her life. Her name is Betty, and I love her so much. And so I, Jewish people have lived all over the, the world, and they've never had a home or a country because they've been exiled from all these 
these places and it's spaces. It's part of the reason why Israel is so radicalized. Yeah, it's why they're fucked up right now because the, because of the persecution over generations and millennia by everyone. Guys, and I, I do promise the next episode there won't be as many F-bombs. <laughs> I don't think there's any, actually. I'm going to make her stick to a script. Right, and now they've turned into fascists and, and I... I find it really sad. It's not like the young people there support it. I mean, they, they don't. Okay. They're, some of them probably do, but oh, by yeah. and large, they don't. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's really gross what's happening over there, and it's just going to create more violence in the next generations. And we know that. Okay. Let's wrap. But, you know, that was very serious. So, <laughs> well, Billy, to answer your question, guns are bad. Yes, guns are bad. We don't like guns. I like John Wick using guns. That's it. So you know, I th- I think they would be fine in the context of like target practice or what is that like sports shooting that kind of thing. I don't mean the next like the ski the clay discs shit that kind of stuff like that kind of stuff. I don't uh, know. Guns play a large role in the next episode, yeah. uh, including the opening. And I or if you live out in the country, I think I would want a shotgun. I'm glad that Stephanie is is been learning a lot about guns because uh, that the caliber and all that that's going to play a role in the next episode it's part of the clues mm-hmm. uh, and, well, even, and even a shotgun well and how you can survive certain types of weapons and others will just tear your whole body apart and and part of that is from watching a lot of world war ii stuff <laughs> recently <laughs> okay so let's get to the last question what this is, is that question? one you were talking about oh yeah okay so raul asks have you heard about what happened in Colombia? 28 girls hospitalized with anxiety after messing around with a Ouija board. The cause is still unknown. Do you think they summoned something from the unseen world? I couldn't find anything on mirrors being involved. Sorry, Michael. (laughs) Because if there were mirrors involved, those girls would be dead. Uh, So what do you think happened? Well, uh, I haven't heard about it, but just from what you've written. I I don't know much about this at all. Just from what you wrote me. And, and I'm going to go... You mean what I, I sent you? Because I didn't write this. Well, I'm talking about Ra- Ra- Roll. Oh, yeah. Wrote me. Okay. So, um, I'm going to make an assumption that Colombia is, by and large, mainly Catholic. They uh, have been steeped in the dogma of Christianity and Catholicism in particular. I think they've, these kids have been primed uh, to believe in supernatural things right? Ouija boards, if you've been listening to this uh, podcast for any time, I don't think they're great to be messing around with if you're if you're not a practitioner of, uh, how do I say this? Satanism. No, no, I just mean like mediumship and spiritualism. I think Ouija boards are kind of really laid out in a way that make it that you can kind of stumble upon it and fuck around with it. And they can scare you. They well, scared me when I was younger. In, in the United States, in the late... Uh, 19th century there was this movement called the spiritualist movement Mm -hmm. and this is what ouija boards come out of right right and ouija boards are seen as a way to communicate with the dead but also to summon entities (laughs) from elsewhere yeah and and the the issue i have with ouija boards is that they're 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 not focused and you don't have to have any knowledge of spirit world to understand what you're doing with it so you could be accidentally you know, metaphysically opening your front door in the middle of the night in a bad neighborhood so, and letting anything 
and everything walk right in. You That's think- not to say there's demons. I'm just saying that there are, you know, maybe ghosts or people who don't have the greatest in- I intentions. I you told me one time that you thought that the things in Ouija boards were like a poltergeist, like an unknown. Well, in- poltergeists are like goat. They're ghosts. Okay, they're assholes. They're asshole ghosts. They're supposed to be something that was never alive. Well, that's what you think they are, but that's no. Not what but they I are. mean, do you think that's that that could be in there? There could be something that's not human. I mean, the world is old. Who knows? <laughs> I don't mean who, I don't mean knows? demons. Okay, this isn't the secret sun, but I don't know. It know, sounds like something uh, from Anne Rice. I don't know, like the Teltos or whatever. <laughs> well, kind of. Here's what I'm where I'm going. Evil with this. spirits. I think maybe they did have an experience. Maybe it freaked them out. And one girl starts to panic, and now they're all panicking, and it is mass hysteria. And because they've been primed by Catholicism from childhood to believe in things like, you know, when you eat a wafer or drink wine, those literally turning to the body of Christ and the blood of Christ. Transubstantiation. Exactly. Then something like this, I think their minds are already receptive to that kind of thing thinking do you know what i mean that there's a demon afoot or i guess or something i Um, I think it's just the madness of crowds yeah yeah and that's kind of what i'm getting at i i don't really think it's anything um terribly supernatural although it sounds way more interesting wasn't that the the dancing sickness or what isn't it something like this well that a lot of people think that actually has to do more with um mold rye yeah bad mold (laughs) maybe this had to do with molds maybe the ouija board was moldy (laughs) Maybe they were snorting coke off the Ouija board. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That had mold in it. No, I think they just scared themselves. I think that's really what happened. They scared them. It's like at slumber parties, okay? And I've been in it plenty. And they were all terrible. And so I was always fucking around with something like this. And then, yeah, group of girls, and they get scared. Everyone's freaking out. The Ouija crying. board almost seems like another version of a seance to me. Like it's rooted in that. It's a it form is, of divination. Yeah, it is a form of divination. And I'm not saying that there aren't people who, who could utilize them and, and nothing bad ever happens when they use them. I think, I think it's fine if you use them with a certain type of intention. The problem with Ouija boards is that the, it allows you to, to try to tap into something that maybe you don't understand what you're doing when you're tapping into that. When, Mediumship has been around when for you a very use long time. The for the dawn of time. When you use the Ouija board improperly, you get X-File shippers coming through the board. <laughs> you get turfs. You get J.K. Rowling as a witch coming through there. And maybe Jillian Anderson is J.K. Rowling. She comes through the board, too. Jillian Anderson looking like a witch herself for not eating. All the Jillian Anderson fans, they're going to they're gonna come after you, Stephanie. I love her. I think she's beautiful, and I think she's a really great actress. You just said actress. she looks like a witch. Well, she looks like she's about to die. That's what she looks like. She's giving herself like a death's head mask maybe she's just just got old and got skinny you know no she's underweight it is she is older though she's you like, can see she's her like spine three you can see now. her spine it's gross this is another reason guys that they shouldn't be doing x-files she's in her 50s dave is in her in his 60s he's i think in better they shape they're too fucking old yeah they're old <laughs> move on man no one wants to see old people running around okay it's very few things sexy forever yeah that's what i mean like it's you know I, no, and look i Thought they looked good in the revival seasons. But I said, I talked to a lot of people and they were like, they look so old. And, and it's, it makes them feel old. And that's yeah. that's the issue. And is it, that it depresses makes people. people. Mm-hmm. It's like they... Like, oh, I God. remember when you were young. I'm not young anymore. Oh, fuck, I have kids too. I'm old. Fuck, I'm old. It's you know, that kind of reaction. Jillian, you know, she just, you look, she just looks so young and had the <laughs> pillowy lips. And now it's like, she talks like this. You know, it's like... Oh, I don't know why the raspy voice. What happened to me? <laughs> 
she did the fall and then just adopted this raspy voice and, and everything. And now she sounds like a deadite. From- and I don't know why, because she doesn't talk like that in interviews. No. She's fine. She sounds like a fucking deadite now from Evil Dead. <laughs> dead by dawn, dead by dawn. <laughs> oh, man. I do believe in God. His name is Bruce Campbell. There we go. <laughs> You believe in chins. Yeah. <laughs> chins could kill. <laughs> Killer chins. Okay. So that's whatever this was. Uh, we answered some questions and we ranted about the X-Files and threw flames at a bunch of people. Just fire thrown at everybody. Will, will it all make the cut? Who can say? Uh, most of it's going to because it's long. So you're good, Unless you want to edit all this. Some of it's going to be edited. But next week, or not next, well, maybe next week. In the next two weeks, we're going to be releasing The Phantom Killer. Yeah. This is what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I've worked my ass off on this. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> uh, after that, there's going to be an episode on dinosaurs again. Because there are people <laughs> out in the world that believe that velociraptors <laughs> are in their neighborhoods. Man, I wish that was true. <laughs> You know, it's like it, we could watch bear attacks, but it'd be velociraptors. <laughs> it's like the, it's like what everybody thought that's going to happen in the third Jurassic Park, they or Jurassic World movie. They they think it's really happening. They're roaming around like the suburbs, <laughs> but and, they don't see it. Yeah, they're roaming around the suburbs. <laughs> they're in the woods. They're killing bears. They're in the sewers, which I love that. I mean, I feel like we already did this with the dinosaur conspiracy theories. No, you have no idea what you're getting into. Oh, this. no. <laughs> it, is a, it is real. Adam has even heard of this. He what? Is, in Texas, it's a thing, man. Because <laughs> they find so many dinosaur bones in Texas. And it's also great because then I get to write an opening with a dinosaur attack. Which Another I, dinosaur? <laughs> no, I never wrote a dinosaur attack in the first pod. That was before we were doing this. Knock off X-File openings. <laughs> now I get to do something really stupid with dinosaurs. We, but we did something stupid with dinosaurs. We can do it again. It's a spiritual sequel. <laughs> the Hollow Moon was going to be the spiritual sequel, and it was good, but it wasn't dinosaurs. There, We didn't talk about dinosaurs on the moon. We could have, because that's a theory, too. That- I don't know why more people haven't watched dinosaur, or watched, uh, listened to dinosaur conspiracy theories, because I think that Because it doesn't excellent. show up in the algorithm, because it's such a weird name. Oh, uh, okay. The new one's going to be called probably like Dinosaurs in Modern America. You know, something. That's lame. <laughs> no, because it's a real thing that people believe in. Like <laughs> like the American lion. What's, wait, what? <laughs> well, that kind of goes back to when there was lions in America. Yeah, but we killed a bunch of them but, when the fur traders, trappers came over here. I'm going to say this. Rape the land. I don't know if I believe there are dinosaurs in modern America, aside from like crocodiles and alligators. And turtles. But. Sharks. There are a bunch of sightings and weird incidences with (laughs) velociraptor-like creatures. You know what it could be, though. You know what it could be. because that's not a real thing. You know what it it could be? A tulpa. (laughs) Dinos tulpas are things that never existed. Dinosaurs existed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but it's a mass hysteria. This is belief. literally the dumbest <laughs> idea. So a bunch of kids watch Jurassic Park and then a tulpa. Yeah, it's weird. Quit messing with your damn sleep. I am because a, a tulpa makes me just want to punch something. It's so stupid. <laughs> there's no such thing as demons, but there's tulpas. Knowles, your demon idea is dumb. <laughs> I have something better. Tulpas. 
tulpas are real. They're out there in the world. They are real. If I just think of Bigfoot, he appears. That's not how it works. That's literally like you're Q- oversimplifying that's what it's literally is. like QAnon shit. <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm the crazy person. She's the crazy one. I married a nut. <laughs> Because I'm a nut. There we go. You married you married a nature witch. Yeah, I married a tulpa. <laughs> I believes in tulpas. I married a tulpa who's reincarnated or something. Reincarnation. There we go. Reincarnation tulpa. There we go. <laughs> it's not a thing. There is, if I say so. It's my podcast. That's <laughs> not how it works. That's it not is. how any of this works. It is. <laughs> scientific please explain to me the scientific nature of the tulpa there better be some good explanations otherwise it's horse shit like i want like a graft i want a graft a graft i want chemistry i want it quantified i don't think a graft with a t Mm -hmm. is what you think it is no such thing as tulpas (laughs) demons they're not tulpas demons and velociraptors they're <laughs> demons riding velociraptors what about chupacabra though what about no, chupacabra we are doing that too <laughs> i have an idea about that too that's going to be another episode where i uh kill somebody i don't like another yeah. another death yeah and you guys are just gonna guess who the fuck was that i'm gonna google his name <laughs> oh wait it's a nobody you know, because like everybody on the X-Cast, a bunch of nobodies. He's so mean. I know. Petty. By the way, we go. let's bring this full circle. Okay. X-Files writers did this all the time. <laughs> they would make fun of each other. They put each other's names in scripts, and then it's like the person gets horribly murdered. And oh, so one of the funniest ones was Vince Gilligan, where the, the, the other writer, was it Darren Morgan? Who was playing like a rapist? Yeah, rapist. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Back in 1997, he wasn't a rapist. He was just a a guy who wanted a, a date. Now he's a rapist with a tail. I need a tail. Yeah. Now it's like he's a rapist. And it's like when you think about it, like, ooh, no. That yeah. Well, the funny idea. story about that is that you know Darren Morgan gets called up by Vince Gilligan, and he's like, "I want you to play the role in my script." And he's like, "Oh, okay," because Darren was an actor as well, and he's like, "So." who would I get to p- get to play like a like a hot guy or you know like a ladies man he's like you get to play a rapist <laughs> and he's like is that what you think of me I'm a rapist <laughs> he's like you get to play a loser who's a rapist <laughs> he literally tells him that which I can just hear Vince saying I thought that. he said he was kind of overweight and dumpy and wore glasses I thought he was describing him and he's like wait that looks like me and <laughs> no he's like he- He's like, do I get to play a handsome guy? You know, a guy who gets girls? And he's like, he's like, no, you get to play a rapist <laughs> who's like ugly and dumb. Why did Why did you suddenly sound like with a taste like Smuckers? Yeah, what's a taste like Smuckers? <laughs> there you go. It's like a mixture of Bane and I don't I don't even know what. <laughs> no one cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> this is what I live with. <laughs> Oh, I live with a tulpa. <laughs> I'm not a tulpa. If I was a tulpa, I'd be Billie Eilish. No, it's not true. <laughs> Billy, answer our email. Billy, send us an email. I bet that's not even that person's name. I bet their name is like Jennifer or something. They're like, I write Billy. He'll answer it. You, you want? You figure it out. You crack the fucking code. Everyone's gonna start doing it now. Hey, if you just write I'm in. I'm Billy one and Billy two. 
<laughs> if you want to write us an email, you can find I'm Lipa. <laughs> you can write us at the Spookies Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the dumpster fire that is about to die called Twitter. Yeah, tomorrow's Armageddon. It is Armageddon because he's getting rid of the blue checks. Uh Musty Balls is making them go. He said goodbye. Well, he will never get any money from me. Oh. Well, he's look. I say we've already paid. I say all of us have already fucking paid all their fucking asses with our data and continue to pay with our data. F-bomb, 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 F-bomb. Yeah. The pirate is on attack. Just just, just blow it up. <laughs> just just annihilate the podcast. So I'm going to be on Twitter tomorrow eating my popcorn, my proverbial popcorn, and watching people have meltdowns, and it's going to be glorious. It's going to be so funny. No, you're going to go be hanging out with your autistic nephews. So that's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> Good for you, Stephanie. Have fun with that. Yes, I see family tomorrow. And I don't. I get to watch. That's if, that's if the weather doesn't It'll go. It'll be fine. Absolutely. It'll be fine. It's um, been very blustery and windy today because we are entering in tornado season. The next episode, like I said, it's very scary. It's going to be really cool. And we're going to have theories on the killer. I have a crazy theory. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I have a crazy theory about the killer. We are talking Secret Son blog. I'm not, not going to spoil it. Crazy. It's part of your stories. I think it's very plausible. <laughs> but until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>